Welcome to Private Banking Strategies Podcast with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks, your secret weapon to protect your assets and never have to start over financially again. Vance and Seth help high net worth individuals, families, business owners, and investors structure an asset-protected, tax-free fortress for their families. Learn how to keep what you earn and use the velocity of money to create your own private banking system. Join us on this journey as we explore the secret strategies of the rich and political elite and help you take total control of your financial security. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Private Banking Strategies with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks. If you're joining us for this podcast, I'm hoping that you listen to the last one because this is part two. Vance started to, to tell the story about twin sisters who used two different strategies to finance cars throughout their lifetime. And uh, man, there's just, just some amazing benefits that happen. Vance, thanks for coming back, man. I know that we're going to pick up this story kind of where you left off a little bit. Oh, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited to get into this. I know Seth is. Seth is going to help dissect and get into even more detail as we go along. But I just want to bring our listening audience in to the point that there are two separate stat strategies, just like Eric had said, but one is a very popular, well-known strategy, which is called the CD method, that some people use to collateralize the money in CDs to borrow and finance cars. This whole story is about financing cars. But when we think about financing cars, it's all about outflow of money, isn't it? Mm -hmm. What's our payments? How much do we have to pay for the vehicle? It's all outflow of money. Well, somebody has to get that money, and that's the banks, okay, or the finance companies or whatever. What do they make off of financing our cars for us? And this is the reality. This is what you're seeing. This was the high numbers of self-banking or self-financing. So we want to delve into that. Uh, I want to pick up kind of where we left off. We had talked about over 50, 51 years of investing that the CD method after tax had $259,000 rounded up just a little bit. But the IBC sister with this special banking contract has almost $1,965,000 is what's in the account. Mm. And why is there such a discrepancy? We went through that in the last podcast, so go, we want you to go over that. That opens up a whole world to these twins, okay? So picture these two over a lifetime that now need to break into this money and use it for retirement income. The CD sister is going to be able to pull out $50,000 a year, but for a very limited time, and she's going to be totally out of money. And the reason we use $50,000, because that was on the high end of what was calculated for the IBC sister, where she could pull out $50,000 a year for the rest of her life. In the illustration, we go to what's called uh, a common mortality age or time. And here we ended it at 64 years, thinking that if these people graduated from high school, that would put them around, I don't know, 83, 85. And that was life expectancy when this chart was done. So we're going to go in and dissect this a little bit, but one person will run out of money really quick. The other person won't run out of money. 
And every single year, even though she's spending $50,000 a year, her account is growing and she's going to pass on a tremendous amount of money. So I'm going to pull Seth in here now, and I want Seth to really go into this. I want to have him talk about the tax issues, whether we have to pay tax on this money or not, time versus money. We've got lots of things to go over in this podcast. So pick it up, Seth, and let's let's go through that. Let's help these people understand this. What Nelson Nash did was really brilliant with these twin nieces. He he got them to buy into financing a car because that's what they could elevate their mind to. But really, he had a long-term strategy in mind, and that was uh, retirement planning, at least for the IBC sister. And one of the, the things that I mentioned in closing of our last podcast is we're going to have uh, a Loom video where Vance dissects spreadsheets in greater detail and drills down and make that available for our listeners along with some media a spreadsheet that you can follow along some of the, the numbers that we're discussing. The IBC sister had over a million dollars available in her policy to draw down on. But what really is phenomenal phenomenal about this is that she could take $50,000 out a year until she died so that she never ran out of money. And that's the number one fear of Americans that are in the retirement age bracket, that they're going to run out of money before they die and when they need it most. That's statistically uh, proven from numerous studies, and it's only increasing with inflation, basically cutting your money in half within about 20 years. So Americans will have half the spending power in, in 23 years than, than they did when they had the money originally. So I don't know if many people have thought about how that's going to affect them. But if you implement a private banking strategy, IBC banking policy, you won't have to deal with that. There's seven pillars of private banking strategies. And one of them is the velocity of money and being able to use the same dollar over and over again. And this illustration represents that that principle very well. Whereas you're paying a premium dollar, you're able to pull uh, a premium dollar back out to use it for purchasing an automobile or a, a mobile home or an RV, as you described in the last podcast, Eric, or a piece of real estate. Anything that, that you can get another touch on your dollar with that cycles the money. And the velocity of money is something that we've, we've got some articles about. We've got some different content that... It, deserves more attention, but that is one of the secrets of this system as well, getting multiple touches on the same dollar. Well, Seth, let me ask you this question, because I think our people need to know. They need to know how much these twins invested to get this thing started, and what are the tax advantages on this retirement income? Well, that's what blows your mind, is they initially put $5,000 a year for seven years, so $35,000 capitalization in the beginning. Then they paid themselves back interest uh, on whatever they borrowed out. Both of them paid back interest. And the IBC policy also had the reinvestment of dividends. So the initial capitalization was $35,000 which is mind-boggling to think at the end of your life you can withdraw 50000 until you die and have a death benefit, which is something we haven't even talked about. The CD sister, when she dies, she dies penniless and with no inheritance for 
her beneficiaries other than her burial uh, expenses, <laughs> tax hmm. and estate expenses, if any. Whereas the IBC sister has $1.3 million in death benefit that only grows each year of her life as she continues to pay a paid up additions rider on the policy. So her heirs and beneficiaries get a $1.3 million surprise and the CD sister get a tax bill and a burial funeral expense bill. This, that's, it's typical to life though. Most of us are following the example and mentality of the CD sister. I wanna share one more thing and that's the uh, time and the principle of compounding interest. We're also showing here uninterrupted compound interest. We have to build a format, though. That's why it's a slow start. When you look at the charts, the growth from year one to year two equals a number. But then in year 50 to 51, the growth is a different number. Between those two, Seth, which one has the highest growth? At the end of the cycle. At the end of the cycle. So year 50 to 51, you grow the money the absolute most, correct? Correct. What would happen if we procrastinated one year? Would we lose year one or would we lose year 51? Well, you lose year 51. and it, It's exactly what we talked about in the last podcast where my eyes were open to the fact that the real parabolic increase in compounding growth comes at the very end. It went from $2.5 million to $5 million. So if you skip that day or that year, you're getting cut in half. Absolutely. In our book, when, when, when our people take a look at that, thank goodness we didn't go to 31 days because it would We've be so unbelievable. Million. <laughs> <laughs> $11 million, actually. <laughs> so folks, what we're trying to share here is there the, there's the common way to do things out there, which is the bank's way. And the banks always get the money back, right? We've been able, we go earn a new dollar. We pay our taxes, everything else. What we bring home is ours. And that's called principal, folks. And we've heard somewhere throughout our life, I don't think anyone is naive enough to say, well, I've never been told that. You never spend principal. But yet that's our take home mm -hmm. and we have to pay bills, right? We've got to live. But the people who understand money follow two rules. Number one, never spend principal. Number two, always follow rule number one. That's your Warren Buffett's, your Donald Trump's, and all the successful people who understand money versus the flow of the popular thing. And we call that the herd mentality. Folks, don't get caught up in what everybody else is doing because the successful people who grow money, they don't follow that herd mentality. They don't even do any, hardly any of the things that we, the common people, like to do. We're told that, hey, you know, we're doing IRAs or 401ks. We participate. We think we're, we're getting an advantage there when, in fact, we're not. They do, not only don't do those things, they do 180 degrees opposite of what we do. 
But here's what we have to fight. Uh, fight. And this is why <laughs> I joke and I tell people, if you're going to learn about this strategy, it's like me teaching you Martian. If I teach you how to speak Martian, who are you going to be able to communicate with? And, and really what we're talking about here is that the way money grows is alien to us because we don't understand it. We don't know. We think we do, but we really don't understand how money flows and works. And that's where our problem lies. It's not what we don't know. It's what we think we know that's incorrect. So, folks, here's the sad thing. And I've run across this thousands of times over my financial career in managing assets for people. The people who under, start changing and understanding they got to follow their own path are always successful. However, they succeed alone. So many people out there would much rather fail with company than succeed alone. Would you agree? <laughs> yeah. And, and I want to I interject here real quick because we're, we're going to, I'm hoping that the audience can kind of see themselves in these, in these situations. And one of the things that I want to talk about when we come back is the, the fact that I don't think anybody as a parent or even a grandparent want to be dependent on their family. I don't want my kids to have to take care of me when I'm older. I don't want my grandchildren to have to take care of me when I'm older. And I want to bring up a point that I've learned through this discussion about the twins when we come back. Uh, we're just going to take a quick break so you guys can get some contact information. And and Seth has mentioned it on a previous podcast. There are Loom videos that these guys do that Vance does specifically that are going to be available to you as, as a resource. So we want you to get that information. And that's what this little break is about. We'll be right back. Do you see yourself in that story? Do you feel like you are generating a lot of revenue but are not moving forward as fast as you would like? Are you ready for help? Please call Private Banking Strategies at 817-200-4777 or visit us at www.privatebankingstrategies.com. All right, guys, we're back. And, and I just have to say something because this, the whole concept still blows my mind. I'm still trying to piece everything together, and I'm going to stick with you for every podcast that you guys are going to do because I need to get this stuff down pat. But I want to go back to the retirement income that you were talking about with these two sisters. And starting in year 51, right, that's when they, they start taking that $50,000 a year income. And just for kicks and giggles, we're going to say they live another 20 years. Seth, you said you made a comment about the the CD sister. All she's leaving uh, to her family is a funeral expense and so on and so forth. And we all kind of chuckle about that. But more than that, that fifty thousand dollars a year only lasts about five years or five and a half years, according to according to what you've shown me. So not only does she leave that debt of her funeral expenses, she lives for the next fifteen years after the money runs out with nothing. Let's say that she doesn't have any other retirement accounts. Neither one of them do. They don't have any. They don't have four hundred one k's. They don't have anything besides these two systems. That's fifteen years oh, oh, of. But Eric, she'll she'll qualify for food stamps. Oh well, that's fantastic. Thank <laughs> <you for> that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, but but that's what that's what bothers me most about this. I think uh, you know that once that fifty thousand a year is gone, then she is dependent on somebody else or the government, which. Nobody wants to be dependent on what the government decides for you. I, I just don't think anybody uh, thinks that's a good idea. And 
again, I, I'll, yes, I am blown away by the fact that the IBC sister, continue, her account continues to grow even though she's pulling money out every year. It continues to grow above and beyond, which still blows my mind. But my thoughts are more of I don't want to be a burden to somebody. So I think that's what one of my favorite points that you guys have, have said so far. Yeah, Seth, you can expand on that really wonderfully. So give us your thoughts on that. Well, you're touching on something that most baby boomers are uh, conscious of and share your same sentiment, and that is being a burden to their family or running out of money before they die and, and being destitute. And it's not just a fear, it's an actual reality. Most, I think the, the median savings of age 57 to 74 is about $152,000, mm. which is dismally insufficient. And they will be a burden to family or they will be on government services. And not to mention that the increasing health care costs are estimated, I believe, at about $300,000 for a married couple that's not covered by Medicare, and that's not accounting for taxes. So, if, if And that's for the medical needs that are arising for today's baby boomers and elderly. So that's not talking about retirement income so that you can actually enjoy or just survive. I mean, how much would it take to have a comfortable living? This will, this will shock you. Most people think, well, if I've got a million dollar nest egg, I should be able to make it. And I'm talking about a million dollar nest egg that's in traditional retirement, so-called retirement plans like 401ks and IRAs. The, the reality of that is that you'll be able to pull out $28,000 a year, which is next mm. to nothing. Yeah. And the, the, the facts show that you're probably going to need about a $3 million nest egg using traditional retirement strategies to be able to pull out just enough. And that would be about $84,000 a year. And that's not taking into account the health care costs that I mentioned, nor is it taking into account the tax burdens that come along with withdrawing money from those 401ks, mm -hmm. IRAs, or other government-sponsored entities. And that's why this the IBC private banking strategy sister knocks it out of the park. IRAs can't compare to that. 401ks can't compare to that. Any type of government-sponsored program can't compare to that. And the, re the reason is, is because the government's always going to get their tax money now or later or now and later, Eric. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I mean, and required minimum distributions is a big conversation that a lot of people are having right now. RMDs. This doesn't have I, RMDs, right? No, no. I also want to point out, Eric, this $50,000 from the IBC sister is not income. It's not taxed. Mm. It, it comes out from an existing in investment as basis. Basis has already been been taxed until they get down and, and have used all the basis. And for these folks, it's 35000 for what they put in in the early years, plus the interest she put in over time, she can pull back out. And then she's actually borrowing the money from the accounts and loans aren't taxable. Those mm -hmm. loans are for, not forgiven. They're subtracted from the death benefit. And we're trying to show you what the net results is after that loan is paid off, what is passed on to heirs. This 
person could also qualify for food stamps because this is not considered income. Now, we don't want to do that, but I'm just trying to talk about a point and, and answer your question, Eric. Let me explain something very important here. We arrived at almost a million dollars over a lifetime just trying to take care of the need of financing vehicles. This IBC sister accumulated this money over time. What would happen instead of $10,550 that she financed, we, fi- we doubled that to $21,000. Would this million-dollar total at the end of this time be higher or lower, Eric? Well, I mean, my, my brain says it would be lower because you're taking more money out to finance the car, but... I don't think you'd be bringing this up if it was lower. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. It would actually double the oh, amount in the see. account. So it would go to $2 million. Wow. So if mom financed her $21,000 car and dad financed his $21,000 car, there would be somewhere around $4 million in the account. Now we're going back to, to Seth's comment of mm. what it's going to take to retire. All we did was solve the equation of financing vehicles under our own terms, under our own bank. So our whole premises here, guys, is putting the banking equation back in our lives instead of giving it away. If we do the banking, we reap the profits. We're talking about millions of dollars of profits that someone else is going to make off of our financing if we don't self-finance. Your retirement's assured. It's so easy to become independent. This is why I think banks are diabolical, unethical, and need to be brought to bear for crimes. Because had we known this, had we been taught this and set up from the time we left home, we would never have to worry about income for retirement. Comment on that. There's so much more to talk about. Sure. This this it wasn't originally like this. This system, this secret, so-called secret system, has been around for centuries, and it has paid dividends and never gone backwards throughout the Civil War, the Great Depression, the Great Recession, and every other economic downturn. And the ultra-rich and politically elite have been using it during that entire time. The banking system that we're currently in is a product from from a brain trust in the 1913 when the IRS was created and when the Federal Reserve was created and we've got some resources that we can refer out to people who want to learn more about that but that is the, the where the I guess there was a fork in the road so mm-hmm. to speak but you don't have to play in that sandbox and you don't have to play under that slavery is in effect what it is. You can come out of that and make your own rules, have guaranteed financing, protect your assets, keep yourself financially private, and enjoy all the tax-free growth that we're describing by simply entering into one of these special contracts. Guys, I, I'm, I'm blown away. Uh, again, uh, You've done it again because my brain hurts and because mainly because I'll be honest, I'm really interested and looking forward to a future podcast. I don't know when that'll be, but I think that anybody who has signed up for a 30 year mortgage, like most of us have when we go to purchase a home, we see the pay schedule and it, it, 
the first time I ever saw that pay schedule, it really made me sick to my stomach because I remember looking at that saying, okay, I'm paying, I think it was $1,300 at that point, $1,300 a month for my mortgage. And out of that $1,300, it was, I think it was like $1,200 was all interest. I was barely paying anything toward the home. And so this really excites me knowing that we set our own interest we, we're paying our own bank, so it's not some other bank getting all that extra cash that doesn't even count toward my home. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. I, I know that we're running low on time today, so I want to ask both of you for closing thoughts for this story and this scenario, but I'm looking forward to the next few podcasts. Yeah, a- abso- absolutely, Eric. It's, it's something that blew me away when I first discovered it and I met Vance. I was a client of Vance's before we became partners, and it's revolutionized my financial life. It absolutely has. And for me, I, I tell a little bit of a story how I found out about this. I was ever searching to come up with the best money management strategy for clients to help them retire independent. How would you feel when you discover that everything you were doing for an entire career, 38 years, was somebody else's strategy built to return all assets and all money back to the banks. In other words, you discovered you were doing it wrong. Mm-hmm. Here's a home run, folks. This is the holy grail. There's no risk here except the person looking back at you in the mirror. That's the only person that can steal from you. There's no economic risk. There's no market risk or downturn risk in self-banking strategies. So I hope this is helpful. I hope you can see yourself in here and that people can see there might be a better way than the way I'm doing it now. Yeah, absolutely. Vance and Seth, again, I I am very excited about these next few podcasts. I'm ready to learn more. So thank you so much for your time. Thank you for the resources that you're uh, putting up for all the listeners. And of course, our last thank you goes to you, the listening audience. We wouldn't be here without you. So thank you for tuning in and listening to the Private Banking Strategies podcast with Vance Lowe and Seth Hicks. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Vance and Seth come out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks for listening today. For everyone at Private Banking Strategies, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day, and we'll see you next time. Did that story feel like it was about you? Do you feel you should be making more progress toward your financial goals? Do you feel stuck? Let us help you get unstuck. Are you ready to take action and get your own private bank? Please call Private Banking Strategies at 817-200-4777 or visit us at www.privatebankingstrategies.com. Thank you for listening to the Private Banking Strategies podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of private banking strategies. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.